0: We all know that this is pranking season, you know, for Eric. Do you have
1: your head on a swivel today, or, or how's it work for you? Yeah, my computer's locked and my phone's in my pocket at all times. So, you know, <laughs> um, you're definitely always alert. The stakes are always high in the draft like because it's such an important part of our organization. We are willing to move back. We've shown that we're willing to move up. One thing we are always ready to do is pick. We don't really target specific players. We really don't. We rank, we rank 170 guys and we go off the list. It right. could be 6, 8, 9, and 11 are on the list. Right. When we pick at 14, we're taking six. We really want to get guys that can come in and impact this team sooner rather than later. That's the goal when we pick them. We see a vision for them. Every guy we take, we expect to contribute this year. Welcome into the lounge today. I'm here with Ryan Mink and Cliff. They're talking to me, Joe Hortiz. It's draft day and we're fired up. And presented don't by forget, DraftKings. this is presented by DraftKings. There you
0: go! Got it! <laughs> Boom! We got a new go.
1: intro! There
0: you go. I gave it a all shot. Right. That was, I did right. was great. Yeah. That, that was way better than mine.
1: A little haphazard, but you know, I just, you know.
0: First Listen. time, one bad. Exactly.
1: We Listen. may have to redo it later. You can do it and we'll roll with it. But, no, yeah. we're keeping that one. No. That was
0: great. All right. Well, welcome in. Uh, we have a very special guest here. It's awesome that we get you day of the draft. I mean, this is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have anything else to do, you know. So I just- <laughs> Sit around and wait and, you know, come down and talk with, you know, two of my best friends. Although Garrett's not here, so Ryan, you stepped in for him. So
0: uh. (laughs) So Cliff, best friend Cliff, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Garrett is out in Vegas. Didn't wake up in time, you know Vegas. How that'll go, yeah, you know. Yeah. We couldn't get him out of bed this yeah. morning. He was feeling There's a little lot of distractions out there. A lot of distractions, you yeah. know. So we couldn't get Gary here.
2: close shaking his head. Keep it in Vegas, man. Yeah. <laughs> Keep That's it.
0: In yeah, no we'll hell. just leave it there. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so we're we're happy to have you. And um, you know, I guess as as we get close to the draft, we all know that this is pranking season. You know, for Eric. You yeah. know, the, the pressure turns up, and. Do you have your head on a swivel today or, or how's it work for you?
1: Yeah, my computer's locked and my phone's in my pocket at all times. You know, <laughs> um, you know it, it, it is pranking season for him. You definitely, you know, he comes down the hallway, people like perk up, you know, mm-hmm. and just, you know, eyes on, you know, head on a swivel, eyes in all directions. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been that way for a while now. Like you, in those meetings, I sit right next to Eric and I get up to get a water and like I literally have to lock my computer and grab my phone just to get up and go get a water and come back to my chair. So it's, you're definitely always alert. Most of us are. Sometimes Pat Mora already falls asleep at the wheel. And, I was going to say. And he gets got for it, you know? Yeah. So, um,
0: does like, does Pat actually take the precautions at this point? Cause I feel like he's still, even though you know, he's coming for Pat, he's still such an easy target.
1: Yeah. So Pat takes precautions in the sense that. You know, he'll pick up his he'll carry that backpack with him everywhere, like things that Mm. Eric may take. Um, But Pat gets comfortable in his office. He's back there, Mm. you know, it's away from everything and he feels like secure. So (laughs) he may get up and just leave the computer open or leave his phone on the desk and just not be thinking. Right. Mm. Because I think he just gets too comfortable and, and he ends up, you know things getting misplaced or disappearing right. on him. So. <laughs> right. Um, but it, you, there's a couple things that he will carry with him everywhere. Backpack's one of them. All right.
0: All right. So what are your nerves like on the day of the draft?
1: Um, You know, just excited, really. Uh, you yeah. know, I don't think it's nerves. I think it's, you know, there's a little anxiety. You know, you have guys that you hope get to you. Um, but the reality of it is we have to have 14 players ready to pick today. And so, you just have to, you know, accept the way the draft's going to fall and uh you hope your order's right, which we believe strongly in our order. And, you know, we're going to take the best player available when we're there to pick. So you just got to watch. You know, it's fun to watch. And mm-hmm. you get a little bit more anxious and nerves start happening probably around picks 9 or 10, I would mm-hmm. say, with us being at 14. So um until then, it's just kind of sit back and relax and watch how it starts to unfold. And then you start hoping a little bit and hoping a guy that you really like gets there. Right.
2: Now I know you guys have been doing this together for a long time. So, in a way, does that kind of make it more comfortable, or are there sometimes even now where Eric or Ozzy or they may say or do something that could surprise even you? Uh, when the draft gets closer to your pick.
1: Yeah, so I think with, with – in terms of being surprised, I think you have to be ready for everything, right? Like, so, you know, obviously you guys know that we like – you know, we are willing to move back. We've been shown – we've shown that we're willing to move up. And – um so I think you're always ready for anything. Um, the one thing we are always ready to do is pick. And so, um, I, I surprise wise, no, you know, I think uh, there's some conversations every once in a while about draft picks, um, you know, whether we'll trade back or you know what picks we'll get and doing it. But never really surprised because I think the process has worked so well for the 24th. I think this is my 25th draft. I think, or maybe it's my 24th. Um, but for all the drafts I've been here, the process has worked so well and it's been so organized and clean. And I just, you know, it's a really it's a really fun and easy kind of event and day for us. And, uh, you know, it's obviously a really exciting day for us because it's what all of our work's been done for the past 11 months uh, coming to a conclusion. So, uh, but no, it's nothing. I wouldn't say you're ever really surprised. You're more surprised by some of the players that are picked, you know, mm-hmm. that you feel like, wow, they picked him that high. You know, that's yeah. where more of the surprises come in by what other teams do.
0: I guess the only unexpected really, because you're just picking from the board, the only unexpected is whether you're going to make a trade or not, right? Like a trade offer comes in. Sure. And, and, and then they cause you can't discuss, I mean, I guess you can discuss some ahead of time, but in the moment you have to be like, all right, are we doing it or are we not? Or is it, are they asking for too much or not? You know?
1: Yeah. And a lot of times like if a team, um, you know if if it if we're interested in moving up we'll make the calls before that team's on the clock right. typically you know hey we're interested in coming up to your spot certainly obviously we move down more than we move up mm-hmm. um, we get phone calls we may be sitting there it may be pick 9 and we may get a phone call from someone behind us and saying, "Hey, you know, we, if if our guy gets to you at 14, we'd be interested in moving up. This mm-hmm. is what we'll offer." Mm-hmm. So we just kind of keep track of them on a board. Uh, it used to be a whiteboard. Now we, uh, David McDonald, gets it up there on a computer screen and mm-hmm. uh, or a monitor, and so we can see all the offers we've had from multiple teams and kind of discuss them and talk through them. And we're really, you know, hey, if we like that trade, if they're willing to do it, we'll do it. You know, we make kind of the decision before that moment even comes, and it's also whether our player. The player that we're right. targeting has gotten down to us, you know? And right. if, if not, if the, and sometimes the trade's too good to even say, you know, hey, we'll walk away from our guy, you Because yeah. we like the guy behind him, the guy behind him, the guy behind him. One of those guys will make it to us wherever we drop to.
0: When, when you say the guy we're targeting, is that usually two to three guys who you, who you say,
1: like, we'd really like one of those? How many guys is that? You know? Well, we, like I said, you have to have 14 names. And, right. and when I say the guy we're targeting, what I mean is the high when that call comes in. This is the highest guy on the list, mm-hmm. you know. So whether that is, let's say it's fourteen and it's the sixth highest player on our list, right? That's you're like who we're tar- that's, we who, we're that that's right. who we're targeting. That's who we're targeting. It could be eight. It right. could be six, eight, nine, and eleven are on the list, right? When we pick at fourteen, we're taking six, right? But if, if four of them are there, it's like, well, you know what? Someone wants to move. Wants us to move back to eighteen is is are we getting enough and is it worth it and we're still going to get one of these four guys right so. right right um, yeah so that's how it works you know but there's no we don't really target specific players we really don't we rank we rank 170 guys on mm-hmm. our list and. That's how when we go off the list, and right. you know, obviously, that may change later in the draft if we address a position um, in the draft. And well, this guy's high. Well, we just took a, you, you know, know, offensive a, lineman, or we've taken two offensive linemen already, and we're sitting there in the sixth round. We're probably not going to take a third <laughs> offensive right. lineman, you know. So right. right.
0: Yeah. So every every draft obviously is huge, right? Mm-hmm. That's the building. That's the foundation of sure. our organization, right? Is there a feeling among the front office that the the stakes are even higher for this one, considering you know we're coming off a, a playoff exit, being outside the playoffs, we're in a division that's really really tough with a lot of star power right now, and we have our highest pick since Ronnie, right? right? Since 2016. Like, and and there's a fair amount of needs to be filled, not just. You know, we, okay, we need an imid- immediate contributor, but we need an insurance policy here because we have a star player coming right. back from an injury. Right. Like, so does, do you get the feeling, is there the feeling in the front office that the stakes are a little bit ticked up for this one?
1: Um, You know, I think the stakes are always high in the draft, like, because it's such an important part of our organization. Right. And we don't want to have bad drafts. We want, we want to get guys in here that, no one wants to have a bad draft, but right. we really want to get guys that can come in and impact this team sooner rather than later. And um, like Eric mentioned in the pre-draft press conference, every guy we take, we expect to contribute this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does that always happen? No, but that's the goal when we p- pick them. We see a vision for them. I, You know, certainly not making the playoffs last year was tough, and, and you know, are we had depth, but we really challenged our right. depth. <laughs> they get um, the depth to the depth yeah. guys <laughs> so, challenged. So, you know, you think to yourself like, Hey, we, we don't have, we don't have to force ourselves into specific positions. And that's the beauty of it. So we can just take good players right. and, because we need depth everywhere, you know, right. and you're always trying to build depth. And I think that's, we do a really good job of that Eric Ozzy's done it and Eric and, and just being able to say, okay, you know, let's, that's a, Address this now because we haven't addressed it and and add some depth and we find the player that we like and um but yeah there's i, I think there's pressure in every draft i really do and uh, i think the pressure is felt not on draft day it's felt in the meetings through the from december mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. you know when eric challenges the scouts and 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 on is this guy a raven and what's he going to do for us and when the coaches come in the questions are john how's it how are we going to use this guy and Um, so I think the questions are asked. I think the pressure is felt then, like, Hey, let's get this board right now, Mm -hmm. um, to help us have the best draft possible.
2: Now, the fourth round, it stands now having five picks, which is, that's a lot for any team. Sure. Uh, how is that going to, how frantic is that going to be if it stays there? And I know you guys are always organized, but there's just talking through all the variables that could happen when you have that many picks. Right on top of one another.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Uh, We did it. We had five the other uh, a couple years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. And and so, and then we had one early fifth, right? Which was I think was that Judah. Judah. Yeah. So, um, they come fast. Like, there's no like the we we have the we have the list ready. Like, so our list is ready to pick, and so that's the that's the easy part. Uh, the hard part. And they're spaced out enough where you get off the phone call, you talk to the owner, the kid talks to, you know, he talks to Steve, he talks <laughs> to going, John. wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, we're on the clock again. Now, right. like, when, so when we have the two picks that are separated by one, that's one where literally Steve or the, you know. Greg or Mike may be on the phone with the player, but by then they may walk out. But then we may be taking another offensive or defensive guy. Right, so, right, like, right. but that's one where it'll just like, okay, be ready for this pick. You know, these are the two guys, you know. Right. So right. It's almost better. We, and I can't remember what year it was when you have back to back picks. That's right. fun because, like, you don't, you have 10 minutes to make the pick and you try to get a hold of one guy and you get a hold of him. Okay. We're picking. And, but you got the other guy on the phone. Like, right. there was one year where I think it was Eric. And Ozzy, we're talking to, uh, it was that year, because I had Kenneth Dixon on the phone, Mm. and I can't remember who it was we picked right in front of him. Henry? Yeah, so it may have been Willie. So, you know, so, like... But we had them both on the phone at the same time, right. you know. So I'm just talking to them while we're, you know, turning Willie's name in and then yeah. pass the phone. down are
0: both of those guys, get an identical rookie contract because if I'm the guy that's picked on the latter side of that, yeah. and I get less money, I'm like, what the heck? Well, man? I, you know, it is
1: what it is. You know, there's a there's a, there's a staircase to it. You know, so he gets a, the guy ahead of gets a little bit more, a few more dollars, $10 $10 more bonus. yeah. So, um, but no, it's it, it'll be fun. The fourth round will be a lot of fun. Um, Again, like it's spaced out enough minus those two they have really tight together, Um, so we'll have time to reset. You know, watch the next couple picks go off and then pick the next player. But it's it's nonstop. Like I mean, there is you pick in the second and then you don't pick again until you're picking. You have a break, you know, and you just you sit back and watch. And there's no there's not a lot of urgency in the moment, you know, and where this you may have ten eight picks between picks and it's just like, okay, we got to be ready to the next guy and here they are and maybe a few discussions. Okay. Like, again, like I said, you take a wide out, you take a inside back or you take a tight, tight end Mm -hmm. linebacker, you know, it doesn't matter. The next guy on the list may be the same position. Right. Uh, really, I know we'll, we'll pass him this time, keep him alive, right. But let's take, you know, Took the tight end here. Let's take the outside backer here. Take the outside backer here. Let's take the tackle here. Right. So there's no – you you kind of see massage the list a little bit. Yeah.
0: Now, I remember the last time we had the five picks in the fourth round, Eric said this was going to make or break our draft was that fourth round. Yeah. Did he kind of uh, say the same about this one? Like, is there the same feeling that, man, when we look back on this draft, especially because a lot of people are saying – the quality of this draft is really in those middle rounds. That's yeah. like what makes it atypical from a different year. Right. That when five years down the road, when you look back on this draft class, you're gonna say that fourth round was the make or break round.
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess you can say that. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, if you get three starters out of the fourth round, it's the make, right? Round, right? You know? right? 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 Um, if you get you know one starter and four contributors and backups, you know that play on your team and. And play snaps, and you know, it, it's hard to say. Um I think we put we put these picks in rounds, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we call it a round, but it's just picks. You know, it's it's a the number of pick in the draft. So I think when you look at them like that, the rounds is cool to have five picks in one round, but the reality of it is, it's just five picks. So like, right? Are the, are those five picks the most important five picks in the draft? I don't know. Fourteen's right. know, gonna be pretty important. The first too. five, <laughs> the first five picks are pretty damn important right, too. You know, right, so like, right. I think, I think if we, but I think the the idea of like, so these are picks in the fourth or later. If we can nail and get three starters out of that, man, right. that makes your team better, right? Like, Especially you know. when you hit those early picks. Right. Like yeah, you're yeah. Just, yeah. So, yeah. So like, yes, it could make the draft special if we if we nail it. Uh, right. Um, you know, and if we don't, and we nail the first three picks, four picks ahead of them still, draft be still could be pretty special, you know, <laughs> right, so like, right. um, but no, our goal is to hit it, you know, and now it, like, I mean, honestly, we want guy. you know, there's no doubt we want guys that everyone loves and people in that room love and are passionate right. about. And let's go, let's go pick this guy and, and believe in him and pour our resources into him and make him as good of a Raven as we can. And right. you know, hopefully we get, we get some, some guys in there. And I think we will. What are the
0: chances that we uh, make 10 picks at the slots that we're in right now? All 10 of them. What's the percent chance on that? I don't know. I mean, I gotta be careful. It's gotta be low like, percentage, like, right? You know, that the, we
1: don't make any trades. The gambling stuff, I can't say too much to, <laughs> oh, Is that, is that yeah. a prop? Bet I, or we something? We, are, we are sponsored by DraftKings, right? <laughs> so, maybe, <laughs> yeah, so, so let's get into this percentage. What are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, um, I, you know, I sure people are gonna call us, you know, and we're gonna call people. So, right, like, right. Um, what are the odds? They're probably low, but right, you know. You got to have a buyer and you got to have a seller to make trades. Right. And And um, so, you know, we have ten picks. We'd love to have twelve, thirteen picks. But you know, if we only have nine, we have nine. If we have those ten picks, we're going to do our best on those ten picks. So, right. um, you know, I'd say I, I I think to to come up with the odds, you'd probably have to look at our history of how many years where we actually picked the exact picks we had. I don't oh, know. I don't know. If I, I haven't many. done it all, but yeah. it's.
0: I don't think there maybe a couple.
1: Right. Maybe a couple. Yeah. There's been years where we've done it, where yeah, we haven't yeah. moved.
2: And it was like, wow, that was weird. We didn't yeah. trade once, you know? Yeah. Now, you guys, at least the world of buzz with the draft, not just with you guys, but overall, it seems to be that there's a lot of unpredictability at the top this year, more than usual. Like, some people are saying two quarterbacks could go before 14. Some are saying none. none right, yeah. Some are saying maybe three wide receivers could right. go. Some Four are, wide receivers, right. some people. And some are saying one or right. none. right. Do you think that's the case? And does that add a little more intrigue for what could happen with the Ravens at 14?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there's some, you know, some unknowns, right? Um, I think the unpredictability comes from not having one or two or three quarterbacks that you can say these three guys, because quarterbacks are the easiest guys to marry to. Okay. This is the best quarterback in draft. He's going to go one overall. And then these two teams really need quarterbacks. And these guys are also good players. And, you know, what they're going to take one, the other one's going to take the other and you kind of marry the teams. You know, I'm really hearing so-and-so likes, you know, like saying, you know, with the chargers, like they really liked Herbert, you know, and you know, Miami was really on to you know? And so like, um, so you can marry those picks. So that kind of gives some predictability and then you say, okay, this team really, you know, with that not being there, you're, you have 13 players that are going to go ahead of us, potentially none are quarterbacks, So, it's hard to predict where they're going to go. Um, It's, it's harder. What you can predict is that, okay, we think this X amount of players are going to be gone before we pick this, that predictability is easy. You know um, where they go, who knows? Like the order, you don't know because you, because the teams that need quarterbacks up there aren't married to any quarterbacks, you know, up there. So that's where the, you know, so you don't know who they're going to take and, you know, and, Obviously, you're picking higher in the draft. Most years, you're going to need have more needs than some other teams. So, mm-hmm. um, anyone can be taken. So it's, it'll be fun just to see who they take and their philosophies. Um, but I know we'll get a good one at 14. I, you know, I don't know what position it'll be. I know it'll be a good player that we all like. And, and you're hoping that uh, some teams may trade up in front of us
0: to take a quarterback, maybe move up or or whatnot. The other position that I think is interesting to watch is is there a run on wide receivers? Yeah, because there's a cluster of them right around where we are. If if the mock drafts are to be believed, so is that another position that you're kind of looking at? Obviously, we've taken two in the first round in the in past, past three, three years. years, right? Yeah, so. Hey, I don't want to tell you how to do. Your, I would say it's unlikely that we right. take one in the first round <laughs> again. Um, but like, is that one where you're like, all right, if the wide receiver, if there's a run on wide receivers, that could help the Ravens.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. But you know, those are good wide receivers too. I will say yeah. this, and um, the, you know, the four guys that are being mocked up there, they're all really talented players. And it wouldn't surprise me to see. I, I it wouldn't surprise me to see a number of them go before we pick. Mm-hmm. It also wouldn't surprise me to see a couple of them sitting there when we're picking. I I do think that the way the wide receiver market is going right. right now I think it kind of puts a draft premium on wide receivers right. um I think we'll see that I think this draft will be telling you know if uh, yeah. if you see a large number of wide outs go early in the first couple of rounds then I think teams are going to be like hey listen let's get wide outs because Wideouts are starting to become one of right. the high high even down the players. road. If we trade them, we're right. going to get something great yeah, back. Yep. Or you know, or if our other wideout who's good wants thirty million a year, <laughs> right. and we, we don't have the money to pay him. At least we have a guy in the fold. So totally. Um, so I think wideouts. I do think wideouts are going to go more. And I and I think that it's been talked about. Wideouts are being produced much at a much higher level from college game, and it stems all the way back to high school. And mm-hmm. it's become a passing game, and there's all these camps and. It's all throwing the ball now, and so I think wideouts are really developing a lot further than they have mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So
0: Jordan Davis is probably the most common mock draft pick for us at number 14 at this point. Just can you give your perspective on the uh, giant defensive tackle?
1: Uh, yeah, that pretty sum- much sums it up. He's, a, <laughs> he's huge. I mean, that guy's a big dude. Um, you know, he obviously uh, he had a great year, or you know, for Georgia collectively as a team and individually for him um but yeah you know he's physically gifted a talented player he showed that at the combine mm-hmm. um, really good kid um I've had, I've run into him a couple times at the combine heck I ran into him at, at college at, at Georgia one when, when I was leaving I was talking to uh uh who was it I, I forget who it was someone one of the staff members outside on my way out and he came walking by and just a really nice kid uh and a good player and you know he's obviously a big man knows tackle right you know uh does his job in the middle occupies blocks doesn't get moved back and uh every once in a while he'll knock a guy back and he'll show up like with that that four seven or four whatever right at the combine you'll see that speed you know him chasing the ball down so um, right. but yeah he's, it, it was fun i tell you what that defense in hole you know not just jordan like you know, I I don't want to just talk about – that defense was really, really fun to watch this yeah. year. And uh, just a lot of talented players, and I think we're going to see that on draft day with the number of players from Georgia that go in the first two rounds probably. Mm-hmm. And there are majority of them are going to be on the defense side of the ball. The whole team in general is talented. Uh, I think Kirby's done a great job down there um, building that team up, setting the culture, you know, and just – I think a lot of, he's going to have a lot more years like this. You know, he might have a little bit of a rebuild here next year right. with all Whoa, the. Oh, and Auburn gets him, you know. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, Auburn's got some work to do to catch up <laughs> to Georgia. So, um, you know, I love Auburn to death, obviously being from there, but it's, the, Georgia's at another level right, right now, you know, and that, you know, they're, they're at, they're at currently at that Bama level, right. you know, and so, um, and, and I think it, Kirby being with Nick in, in Alabama. And, you know, taking a lot of what he learned from Coach Saban over there to to Georgia, and he's done a fantastic job. Yeah.
2: Two other guys who were sparking a lot of debate: uh, Derek Stingley, the corner from LSU. Mm-hmm. Guy was great as a freshman, and then we haven't seen much of yeah, him since then. Yeah. And then also Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, great edge rusher. People a couple of years saying he might be the number one pick. Right. Now he could go high. Now people saying he might slide. Just want to get your take on those two guys because they've also been linked possibly to the Ravens if they could, if they got.
1: To right. down up fourteen. Yeah, it's funny. Both those guys, like you said, like their freshman year, early in their career, they were highly successful. A lot of hype on both of those players, and both of them, like kind of snake bitten a little bit, tagged by some some injury bugs, you know, and um, affected their ability to go out and produce. Um, you know, they're both talented players. They both are at what they do. They're both good at what they do. Um, Thibodeau is a rusher. You know, he he's a. He's a highly competitive guy. He's very intelligent. Both of these guys, I mean, they're both are very intelligent football players. Um, instinctive, you know, Tibbs knows how to play the run and the pass, you know, so like it, he's a, he's a well-rounded edge player. You know, he's not just a pass rusher, you know, he's going to set an edge. He's going to compete and chase the ball. Um, and then, and Stingley is, you know, obviously had that incredible ball production as a freshman, didn't have any more. You know, I think the next two years, but he also got thrown at a lot less i, I think he i think his sophomore year I looked it up he was targeted fifty percent less of the time than he was as a freshman, wow. so they they learned their lesson um you know still target him, he gave up some catches, but he can take the ball away um athletic guys has size has toughness, so uh both guys definitely like you know. Have the the tools and the mentality and and the play temperament that you like to see in a player, you know.
0: All right, so we already talked about my mock draft pick for the Ravens, Jordan Davis. Yeah, just putting it on the record, yeah. So you know, okay. All right. Now we'll talk about Garrett's guy, okay, Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. Give me your take on Trent, and tell me if Garrett's wrong. Tell me, please
1: tell me he's wrong. Well, I can't tell you. <laughs> tell you. I, I can't give. You, I can't tell you who's right or wrong until you know later. <laughs> later, later. 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 Well, we all know. Just um, the, you know. So. Uh, so McDuffie is uh, obviously plays out there at Washington where they've had a history of producing a lot of good DBs, right? Yeah. Um, so they're kind of like the West Coast DBU, right? So, right. Marcus, um, Marcus yeah. has something right. to say about that. Yeah. yeah. So, he's very athletic. Um, you watch him. He's got really quick feet, you know, probably not like, I don't want to call him small because he's not small, but he's not like your six, two corner, six, one corner, but, um, he's got decent size, but really good speed, athletic kid, very instinctive, very intelligent football player and competitive. So, like, you know, the things you want in the corner, he's going to know what to do. He's going to be able to read things. He's got, you know, ball production, um, gives up a little bit in terms of size, but you just like the athleticism and the competitiveness he shows out there. Right.
0: And the last guy I'll ask you about, uh, another one who's been uh, mocked to us a fair amount, Trevor Penning. Yeah. Uh, you know, the physicality that we all see just looks like a raven yeah. from the way he just finishes people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you see from him? And then as a follow-up to, you know, the Ronnie Stanley report came out this week that he had a positive medical recheck, yeah. which we all hope that would all be amazing sure, news. Yeah. All that, that's wonderful to hear. You know, the question then is, does that impact the Ravens and whether they would take a first round off as a tackle? I don't know how much light you can shed on that.
1: Um, uh, well, you know, I don't, th- again, like, like I said, we just, we stack them. And we take the best players available. So right. if, if. Trevor Penning is the best player available wherever we're picking. We'll likely take Trevor Penning. Right. You know, you can never have too many good offensive yeah. tackles. So, right. So, like, but the other thing is this Trevor Penning, what says he can't play guard? You know, right. He's a left tackle. Can he play right? Yeah. You know, he's a, le- you know, can he play guard? So, mm-hmm. um, I think, and that's not just with Trevor. I think that's with all offensive tackles. I think right. every offensive tackle we look at, we look at and say, is he is he a left tackle only or is mm-hmm. he a, is okay he's a left tackle he can play left but he's probably more suited for the right or mm-hmm. he's a left tackle but you know obviously we have an all pro player in Ronnie right he we he could play guard you know so heck some some tackles we project to center um right our obviously our current center is one of those guys that had <laughs> right. had some suggestions that he could possibly be a center because of his intelligence and you know right. ability to learn so um but with Trevor, yeah, like he's a very tough and competitive guy. Um he had some some dominant stretches of just beating some guys up there at the <laughs> at that FCS level. Uh but he played well when he played up against Iowa State and uh not too big for him, senior bowl, same thing. So um but just his he his game is physicality, mm-hmm. certainly. Um he's he's a good athlete. He's a big man, like just broad everywhere and just um, just put together well and, and just has that fun mentality. And he's, but when you talk to him, you don't, he's like a, you know, just a big kid, you know, and just like, it's, you know, wow, this is the guy that's just like trying to eat your lunch. crush the guy in front of him. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot of ability and, and it'd be fun to watch his career progress, you know, no matter where he is, you know. Nice.
2: Yeah. This close to actually the pick. How I guess if I asked you, okay, it's gonna be one of these X number guys at fourteen. Right. How many guys you think you would say? Three, four?
1: Probably three or four, yeah. You know, of of like, it just depends. Like if you gave me the names, I could probably tell you and you're telling me they're all available. You right. know, I could probably tell you that the or you, you these I could tell you that guy's not gonna be available, but I would say like, you know, on our list, you know, you no, It doesn't matter where you're picking. Fourteen, I mean, six, you can definitely have three or four <laughs> names available, right? You can, you can definitely. But, like, at 25, you know, there's probably four guys you can identify that will probably be there, you know, because mm. you, just, you just say, this guy's going to be gone, you know, and this guy, some people may not be as high on him as we are, you know. Mm. Um, so, like, I think last year we felt like, the two guys we took, uh, Bateman and Oway, would be there. You know, mm-hmm. we, we would have a sh- would we'd have a shot for them. Right, we, right. we knew they could go, but right. we thought hey, Packers you
0: know, could have taken Bateman. Yeah, yeah they could
1: have. Yeah. Yep. And there were teams that actually were trying to trade up to our spot. Mm-hmm. And I think it was to take Oway. So, like, Interesting. so they 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 kind of went where they where mm-hmm. people thought they would go mm-hmm. and where they were predicted to go. So there's probably three or four or five names that you could throw out there and say good chance that they'll be there. Um, and then. Most likely, if you say that before the draft, two of them be gone before you pick. And you're like, damn, you know, you didn't make it. You know? I can't. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this guy made it to us. Let's pick him. You right, know? right, so.
0: right, right. Cool. Well, before we let you go, I have two more for you. One thing I know uh, avid lounge listeners are used to us playing the game yeah. in which we give you these, uh, you know, off the radar players with some fun names and see if you can. Pick, tell us what position and what school I believe it is. Yeah, that they're at. We're not going to play that game this year. Garrett's not here. That that is part of the reason. Also, so Joe gave us a name a year ago. A
1: year ago, yes. And and I th- I really believed that this name would be the name you would draw. Right,
0: this would be one of the, like five guys that I would pick.
1: Hundred percent. Like I I, <laughs> I I was like a hundred percent convinced. And uh, but the great thing is. He went back to school for a year. Right. Well, and the bad we, part is he got injured. He, well, we, yeah, because we're not mentioning his name. Yes, we can talk, we okay. talk about, yeah, <laughs> we can say that. Um, there's this thing called HIPAA that you really can't ah, talk okay, about. Okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> but the you, good Joe. thing is we're not bringing his name up. So right. it it's well, just a guy. It's a guy. It's a guy. <laughs> All right, so, um, but yeah, so next year, uh, you got to say that in the envelope yes. for another year. Yes. And, and, is it still buried in that? De- you wouldn't even
0: let me put it in my desk. You, had, no. well, you didn't I, have enough trust me that I wouldn't. Well, open the great M thing is, in my if desk. you lift
1: it up to the light, you can see I actually insulated it with two <laughs> with two cards, so you can't even see through. So I didn't uh, even test it, Joe. Yeah, uh, just, That's yeah, the I, kind of guy. Well, I, am. It's, uh, I know what kind of guy you are. That's why I put the uh, <laughs> the cards in there to make sure you didn't cheat. Yeah. You know, so. Um. Yeah. No, but yeah, so we can, so we'll hope come we can back save to it. it for another year. Yeah,
2: we'll come back to it next
0: yeah. year. And my last question for you is, uh, before we came in here, you were telling me that you are part of a weight loss challenge right now. I,
1: I, I am.
0: Can you tell the story here to the listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, so we we have way too many weight loss challenges, um, over the course of the year and that's because none of us can eat or a handful of us can't eat right and stay disciplined. So, um, we, we come up with these weight loss challenges when we get heavy and, um, I was in the middle of one and, uh, you know, Eric asked me, like, how's your, how's your weight going? I'm like, Oh, I'm doing great. You know, I was confident. It was like two weeks in, I've lost seven pounds. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm killing this thing. right. And uh, he said, oh, okay. He said, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, when you guys going? when's it end? I'm like, we're going all the way through the draft. He's mm-hmm. like, you're going all the way through, yeah, I'm going all the way through the draft. All right, okay, we're going through the draft. He's like, what are you going to get to? I'm like, 186. Okay. And he says, you're not going to
0: be 186.
1: And I'm like, I'm going to be 186. You know, so we're going back. <laughs> and so he offered me a bet, you know, and so, um, you know, and the it's not necessarily cash related. So there's a lot of incentive for me to be 186 tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right? And, so uh, you're in
0: wrestler mode right now. I'm a you're li- right sweating now.
1: It out. Yeah. Right now, I'm a little malnourished and, uh, you know, uh, I'm still keeping my fluid intake, you know, okay. uh, good, but my caloric intake is very low and, um, and I'm, Exercising more than I ever have, so that's <laughs> that's a great thing, I guess. Like there's a there's definitely a benefit to this, right. but um yeah, I I gotta I gotta get there tomorrow. So Right. And this is why Joe's
2: wearing a parka right now. Yeah, it yeah. I gotta, so in I'm parka. sitting
1: here in a rubber wrestling suit, you know. <laughs> uh, no.
2: I told Joe, don't go crazy, man. Yeah. Like he told me he was shaking like earlier. Yeah. I'm well, like, can't be there. Yeah. That, passing that, out. You know, I, I was
1: working <laughs> I I had I did have a strenuous uh you know, just treadmill yesterday and I just because my, you know, calories are a little low, I needed to get a – I had to drink one of those quick protein shakes afterwards because, you know, the blood sugar was low. So, um, <laughs> now we're working towards it, and, you know, I got to just stay with it afterwards so I'm not in another weight loss challenge, you right, know, right, three right. months from now. So Now,
0: that's why you don't enter the weight loss challenge, man. You just accept – the dad bod yeah that's what I do
1: well you know trust me I have four boys at home and they are certain to tell me I have a dad bod all four of them <laughs> you, know, you know I get you know one of my boys dad you're fat you know I like, hey, come say on, hey I love man. it man. You I know, love it you're supposed to be supportive of your father you know <laughs> Beer belly, all that stuff. Yeah, that's right I am. They love love giving me a hard time. So I love my boys. But, you know, they they, they beat up their dad a little bit, uh, which is good because I give it back to them.
0: Nice, nice. Well, thank you for joining us, Joe. Absolutely. And and best of luck, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. The sports landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, good stuff from Joe Ortiz, the Ravens director of player personnel, Eric DeCosta's, uh right-hand man in the draft room. So really great stuff. And I tell you, it, it was interesting to, to hear him talk about some of these players that the Ravens are most linked to, you know. I always look for the twinkle in his eye. Like, <laughs> all right, who you really like? Right.
2: <laughs> like you're playing poker or something, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. You're trying to get any reads. Right. Um, but it, it'll be really cool to see who the Ravens pick. And, you know, the more that I break this down, you and I were just talking about this before we started, and and you list the names out, right? And you say, okay, well, these eight guys or whatever, 10 guys are for sure going to be gone before the Ravens pick. I, right. I, I would say like eight that right. I can just cross off the list, all Right. right? And then you start to say, all right, well, now if you factor in some of these wide receivers that the Ravens probably aren't going to take. Right. Now, I don't know. If they have Drake London as their fourth best player in the draft.
2: Remotely possible. And he's
0: sitting there at 14, then sure, right. they could they could take him. right? right? Um, but most likely not. Right. If you start factoring in some of those wide receivers, let's say you get three of them in there. If you, if with my eight guys and then, you know, a few that I think are 75% chance probably gone, and then you factor in three wide receiver, receivers, now you're pushing a guy like a Jermaine Johnson to the Ravens right. potentially at 14. Or a, is it a Derek Stingley to the Ravens that falls down in there? Is it a, a Kyle Hamilton or something like that, right? Then like one of these bigger names now that you were thinking probably is gone. One of them's there right. at fourteen. In addition to probably the safe guys that you can probably count on being there, most likely would be a, you know, uh, that would be of interest to the Ravens at least a uh, uh, Jordan Davis, mm-hmm. a Trent McDuffie, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, Devin Lloyd, a uh, Trevor Penning, or probably like the safer guys that you can expect. They're probably there. Yeah. Maybe Davis gets picked a little ahead.
2: Maybe. Know. But the the twinkle I got is that I think that the Ravens feel really good that they're going to get a really good player who's going to help them right away at 14, no matter what happens. Oh, for sure. So they're like, okay, however this falls, we're going to get a good player. Mm -hmm. I just think the the last piece is if one of those really good players that they really love is still there at 9, 10, 11, do they move up? Something the Ravens typically don't do. Uh, I think that that's the possibility this year. That if there's somebody they love gets to that eight, nine, ten area, will they move
0: up? Right, that's the question. You know, there's the report out uh, this morning or yesterday about uh about the Ravens being one of the teams that have made phone calls about moving up. Right. Now this is smokescreen season. Right. And everybody do, does their due diligence, right? You know, the Eagles are supposedly a team that are looking to potentially move up. You know, there's a lot of rumors about the Giants moving back with one right. of the picks, and, you know, everybody seems to be shopping their pick right now. Right. Um, so you don't know what to believe, and the Ravens are going to do their homework. But yeah, I mean, obviously, cornerback and I think outside linebacker edge rusher are the two biggest needs. I think that's pretty obvious to everybody. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that two of the more volatile prospects in this draft. Kayvon Thibodeau, and Derek Stingley Jr. are at those positions. Exactly. So if one of those guys is is within striking distance,
2: I think that the Ravens certainly could make that phone call. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of buzz tomorrow or draft night if you were at nine and you see Thibodeau still there. Yep. Or Stingley still there. Yep. Even McDuffie it's going to be like, okay. I don't think they're trading up for McDuffie, but... I don't, but it depends on if they love him. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think so. But what if you really think McDuffie is going to be a heck of a corner and you think you picture him in with the Ravens, with Peters and Humphrey, you add him to that mix, and then what they have is safety. I mean, maybe I play the Bengals twice a year, you know, matching up with them, with a corner right. like McDuffie, if you really think he's going to be, you know, an A1 corner, that's pretty tempting, you yeah. know? I think the position he plays and the fact that he's supposedly one of the top three corners, if you could get him to pair him with Humphrey and Peters, right. that makes him an even better corner with the Ravens than he would be somewhere else.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. So let's, let's uh, quickly go over best-case scenario— and worst case scenario okay. for the Ravens. Okay. Best case scenario, I'll take this one. All right. You know. Uh so I think that is two quarterbacks go right. before the Ravens are on the clock. And let's say three wide receivers. It's five guys. Oh, they're sitting pretty. Oh, they're sitting real good. Then you're looking at Stingley is at fourteen potentially. Right. <clears throat> you know, you're looking at uh Jermaine Johnson certainly being there. I think that would probably be in addition to Davis, Penning, McDuffie, all those guys. You know, Thibodeau, maybe he can potentially even slide down that far. Like you're looking at Charles Cross. You know, is does he fall in the range of the Ravens or even the 14? To me, or Hamilton, that is the dream scenario. Is that and really it's that you can get Stingley without having to move up or Thibodeau, right? To me, that's the dream scenario in which you have quarterbacks and wide receivers. Right. For you, what's the what's the worst case scenario? Kinda let's obvious. go to the negative here. Yeah, the
2: kind of opposite. Like no quarterbacks go. Right. Distinct possibility. Right. And maybe one wide receiver. It could right. even be zero, but let's just say one. Right. Now you're looking at a lot of players. Who've been mocked to the Ravens? Realistically, going before they get the right. fourteen. It's like
0: all the cornerbacks, all three corners, including McDuffie. though, right. Sauce, Stingley, all gone. McDuffie, which I think could happen. Gone, right? Uh, and you're looking at the pass rushers gone. Thibodeau's gone.
2: Thibodeau's gone. Sure. Thibodeau's
0: gone. Jermaine Johnson's, Johnson's gone. Johnson's gone. Right? And you're looking at maybe even Davis gets picked. Let's say one spot ahead of us by the Texans. Or somebody, or the Eagles move up. The Eagles are Jumping. rumored to be, you know, interested perhaps in, in, in Jordan Davis and the Texans are shopping pick number 13. You know, the Eagles leapfrog the Ravens at 14 and take Davis. Right. And the cornerbacks are already gone and the passers are gone. That's the worst
2: case scenario. Right. Then you're like,
0: how high do we have these wide receivers? High.
2: <laughs> you got to start thinking that way. And <laughs> one know? guy we haven't mentioned who, uh yeah, or just just so you people know too, uh, a couple of days ago I was accused of being a, a bad g m so
0: oh gonna, yeah, you're the worst, so we don't want cliff on this uh, <laughs> right,
2: so I'm gonna put this out here, save this that one guy I'm high on who we haven't mentioned in this podcast is Devin Lloyd of Utah, okay, in that scenario that you brought up where that we're talking about where you're all these Devin. other guys are go, I think you have to think strongly about taking him because I think he's gonna have to be a heck of a player, okay, I think. Him paired with Patrick Queen would be a tremendous inside linebacker combo. Young, yeah. athletic. So, yes, wherever Devin Lloyd goes, remember three years ago, three years from now, I said he's going to be a heck of an NFL player. Okay. Whether it's here or somewhere else. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right. You just remember credit this. for calling. Exactly. I'm calling that Devin this Devin Lloyd's going to be a stud. That's what I believe. Okay. Yes. So, who's your – we haven't gotten your mock draft pick. Garrett and I released our seven-round Ravens mocks. I went with Jordan Davis. He went with Trent McDuffie who's Clifton taking?
2: You know, I think it is going to be McDuffie. Okay. I think he's going to be there and if he's in, if he is there, I feel pretty confident he's going to be the guy.
0: You think if Jordan Davis and McDuffie are both on the clock, they I take do.
2: McDuffie? I do. Okay. Their value on corners, for what I just said, I think he'd be an even better fit here mm-hmm. than other places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I have nothing against Davis, but yeah, I'm, I'd am i go McDuffie, yes. Okay, all right, who are you taking, Stingley or Jermaine
0: Johnson? Oof. Oof.
2: John, John. Johnson.
0: Okay, all right. Who are you taking, mm-hmm. Penning or Jordan Davis? Oof. Davis. Okay. Davis. Right. I thought you were going to go Penning there for no. a
2: second. No. I like Davis, but – and also, I like Panning. The idea of picking Panning, if you think he's going to be a heck of a tackle and can play guard, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, the Ravens having a great offensive line is hugely important to them Mm -hmm. as much as they run the football. Mm -hmm. And the more time you give Lamar, the better he becomes – not only throwing, run in every way. Right. I think if if you know Penning can play guard, and, and best case scenario, Ronnie's healthy. You kick Penning into guard for a year or two. You're set it right tackle. And you have a dominant offensive line, similar to what they had in 2019. Mm-hmm. You're getting J.K. and Gus back, hopefully healthy. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. Now, right. yeah, if Penning... If he's just an average guard and Ronnie's healthy, no, I would never draft Penny if he's not going to play next year and help you right away.
0: Well, he would play. The question right. is how much better of a guard would exactly. he be than Ben Cleveland or, right. or right.
2: Tyree Phillips right. or Ben Powers? If you think he's going to be a heck of a guard, if he's going to be just as nasty mm-hmm. and overpowering a guard as he is a tackle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and who's ever lining across from him is getting mauled, mm-hmm, right. and, if, and you've got Ronnie healthy next to him— right? Anytime you need a yard or two, I'm going on. The I'm left running side. to the left side, and nobody's <laughs> going to be there. Right. I'm down with that. You know, John. You know, John is John going for it or not?
0: Right, he's going for right, it. Right,
2: exactly. I'm all down with that. Right. So Penning is a guy I would not eliminate from the equation. Okay.
0: Okay. Listeners know how I feel about this. I don't feel like I would spend a first round tackle. At this point, um, Mm -hmm. not, nothing against Penning. Mm -hmm. I think he's getting dogged way too much by our fans on social media all of a sudden. It's really odd. The guy's a good player. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I don't think the value of a first round pick really marries with what the Ravens need. And they have so much bigger needs for me than offensive tackle, but they need depth there. I'm still, I'm still ready to put one second round pick, third round pick, fourth round. Certainly they need to add offensive tackle depth. I'm just, I pause. When it comes to a first round offensive tackle. Well, Last one for you. Right. Devin, Devin Lloyd or Jordan Davis? Both on the board. Who are you taking?
2: Oof.
0: Your guy. I'd go with Davis. I'd go with Davis. You're buckling. You said Lloyd yesterday. You're, you're flip flopping. You're garroting here, mister. I'm going to take an offensive lineman
2: and then he takes the corner. You're flip flopping. Uh, you know, I might be, you might be, you may have called me out on that. <laughs> That's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. I mean, I can only take one, so
0: Davis. Taking Davis. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. Anyway, thank you for listening. This is a fun uh, episode of Lounge. Garrett is in Vegas, and we'll be bringing you tons of coverage from out there. Uh, So make sure you're tuned into all of our channels, social media and and, uh, otherwise, to get all the great content. We'll, of course, have cameras in the draft room uh, when the Ravens call their selection uh, to get the reaction from inside the draft room. So lots of cool stuff coming your way. Make sure you stay tuned for all of it. And we'll be back with you. We're going to tape. We're going to tape. Garrett and I will tape a reaction podcast after round one. So late in the week hours was a grind and i love it yeah of friday morning i should say the wee hours of friday morning we will be taping a lounge podcast and we'll get that out asap with our reactions to the ravens first round pick uh and then we will also be taping i believe one after day two ah, Or or we just doing the recap i can't remember anyway <laughs> we'll-, <laughs> we'll have a lot coming to you this weekend so make sure you stay tuned